Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shears, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Nicole Lindenbaum, VP of Marketing at TeamPay, a platform that helps companies manage employee spending. Nicole, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you guys do something kind of new in your industry. Just briefly explain what it is that you do and what's new about it. Yeah, so we have completely rethought the experience that happens when an employee needs to make a purchase and then all of the resulting workflow processes as a result of that. So instead of this really traditional model we have of buy it now and expense it later, whether that's on a corporate card or your own card and you're getting reimbursed, that's a very reactive model. So we really flip the whole process on its head. Employees make a request up front in our software, and then it will route them to the right people in their company to approve the purchase based on whatever that company policy is. As soon as it's been approved, we can automatically issue payment right through the platform. Uh, could be a virtual card for one-time use or recurring use, or could be a physical card or a purchase order for an invoice. Um, and then once the employee makes the actual transaction, we'll send all of their request data automatically in real time to the company's general ledger. So finance now knows exactly the moment the company that money has left the company. They're not waiting weeks and weeks and months for expense reports to come in. They also know that anything that was purchased has already been approved according to the company policy. So they don't have to have that back and forth with the employee about, did you actually have permission to buy this? And then on the employee side, You've already entered everything you would need to do. What happens in the moment of the transaction is you get a notification to upload the receipt, which is usually when you're looking at your receipt and you drop it in and you're done. So there's no more. I mean, I used to spend hours a month kind of going through all my uh, receipts and making sure I had some in one folder online and some in my wallet. And how do you reconcile all of that? So it's just a much better employee experience as well. But to your point, it is a completely different way of doing purchasing. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting challenge for us. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I've been in that position too. It's such a hassle to keep track of all that stuff. And you're never sure if you're doing it the right way. And then, so you got, so on the one hand, doing something totally new is really exciting and presents all kinds of exciting opportunities, right? To kind of be the first in a space. But as you just said, it's also a challenge because as you told me when we talked a few weeks ago, you're so new in what you're doing that the people you're marketing to don't even, they've never even really thought about it this way. They don't even know that this, that what you're doing is something that can be done. So from a marketing perspective, when you guys started building out your marketing strategy, sort of what were the first couple of steps aimed at educating your audience about not just specifically what you guys do, but in rethinking what they've been doing for so long. Yeah, it, it really becomes incumbent on you to help educate the market that there is this better way. And so a lot of our marketing efforts, particularly early on, are content-based and they're around education about the problems that can be solved with this new way of doing things. So it's a lot less, let me tell you how my product is better than another product. And it's a lot more fundamental, like, what problems are you trying to solve? What challenges are you facing? We've got capabilities to help you with that. So you almost kind of take 
one step higher in abstraction from your funnel and start with this education and then more awareness. And then, you know, you can start to move down the funnel that way. But you've really got to level it up for people because to your point, you know, if, if they're looking for a better expense management solution, there's only so many features that can be added there. So how do you help them reframe the problem of like, well, what are you actually trying to solve for here? You want to get approvals over spend. It's happening in a really bad way today and it causes you all these problems. Like, here's how we can actually come in and help with that pain. So we actually did a lot of work when I first came to Team Pay, spending time with customers and understanding like, what are their pain points that Team Pay mm-hmm. solves and how do they talk about it? What are the words that they use? So we actually lead a lot of our campaigns now and we're actually looking to really invest more in this in the coming year. But how do we really tap into those pain points that we were able to identify from our customers that Team Pay actually can solve for? Okay. And what did you learn from that process? And, and how did what you learned inform some of your earliest marketing efforts? Like if you can give me some specific examples. Yeah. I mean, I think on the whole, there was kind of these two sides to the coin and it's it's really true of our product altogether because finance isn't the only user of the product. So we've got to think about the other folks and what's the benefit there. And so as we started talking to customers, we learned a lot around, um, you know, what are these different pain points that they've got and can we put words to them and map them specifically to our capabilities. But I think one thing that was really interesting for me once I started talking to customers was the importance of that employee angle. So, you know, if you come down to it, the benefits of team pay are proactive controls on your spend, better visibility. And then that third one is that employee experience. And my hypothesis when I started at Team Pay was the employee side would actually not be the message that resonated the most. We might be able to pull some heartstrings, but no one's going to write a, a check for software just because it's better employee purchasing experience. That was proven completely wrong once I started talking to customers. We've had several customers who may have been looking for a new solution and, you know, it was kind of on the docket. But what drove the urgency and the need to actually make a purchasing decision was some kind of junior employee came to them and needed to front money for a business purchase and couldn't afford to do it. And that was kind of this like moment that's happened across many of our customers where it spurred them into action. So that employee angle actually became a cornerstone of the story and not just this kind of like nice to have Mm. fluff story. It's really actually quite meaningful. And I think that's even more so true now as, you know, the war for talent is heating up again. And, you know, I've never really seen a job market that's quite this competitive. And you've got to have an incredible employee experience right now or you're going to lose your talent. They don't want to be sitting around doing hours and hours of administrative work for you. They want to be doing the job you hired them for. So finance actually can contribute in a positive way to that employee experience, which is not something I think has ever really like occurred to people before that, you know, the finance team that's managing all of your spending and controls actually can improve employee experience. It's pretty incredible when you think about it. That's really cool. Cause it sounds like you went about this, like a scientist, you said you had a hypothesis going in, you tested it against the data that you were getting by talking to customers. And then when you were presented with data that didn't exactly fit your hypothesis, you changed, you, you came to different conclusions. And then that had a direct impact on your messaging, on the, edu- and the sort of educational lift that you're doing. That sounds like 
the way to do it. That's the whole point of getting to know your customers, right? Yeah. And I, I think what's interesting too, is that it's not, it's not just a one and done. You can't just do it the one time and then go from there. You've got to keep validating. Is this still important? Does this still matter? Are they still the right words? And so, you know, a lot of the work we're looking to do in the next two to three months, I would say from a marketing team is like really go back and revisit the learnings that we had from two years ago when we started doing that research. And we certainly have tested and iterated a lot in the last two years, but we haven't done a big refresh in a while. And I think the problems people are facing are totally different now than they were two years ago. Mm. And so how do we really tap into some of those elements and make sure that, you know, we are talking about the things that are still relevant for our customers. And I think what we know right now is that employee message is more important than ever. So we can double down there, but where else do we need to shift and what else should we be thinking about testing and changing? Yeah. I like that. You know, it's sort of become like a buzzy thing to say, like, we're customer centric, you know, we're solely focused on the customer. It's easy to say that, but harder to do. And I, I think because of exactly what you're saying, it takes a lot of work and it never ends. You know, it's sort of easier yeah. not to do it than to do it just because it's so much work. And especially with existing customers, you're like, well, they're our customers. They must be happy, you know, but if you're not careful, you might lose them. If you don't keep up with their changing demands, that's, that, that's so true now. Okay. So, so you've been doing a lot of work to discover those pain points using content to help educate. Now, still, I think in, you know, any industry and especially with something like with, with what you guys are doing, offering a whole new way of doing a thing that people are just naturally resistant to change, I think just human beings in general, not just in business. But, you know, if you're used to doing something one way, you tend to stick with it just because it's easier, it's more comfortable, and there's risk associated with change. What if it doesn't work out? What if you look foolish and on and on? So that's part of the challenge too, right? It's educating yeah. to get people to actually change their mind, to say, I'm going to take a risk and maybe do it a new way. That's an emotional thing, right? So how do you approach that particular part of the challenge? Yeah, and that is definitely a challenge. I mean, we've certainly have had situations where the sales team is pitching the new way of doing things and folks are like, but but I need, what am I going to do? I'm still going to have to process all these reimbursements. And we're like, yeah, you're not actually. And, but they don't, they don't really believe it or it's hard to believe it will be as good as it sounds or to your point, you know, they're worried that it won't actually work and then they've stuck their, their neck out on the line. So there's a couple of things that I think about there. One, I think is, you know, we, we try to build up our customer base, build that relationship up so that we can get case studies and quotes and testimonials from the customers, which I think help other people feel like, okay, someone like me has already done this and they've seen these benefits. Um, I think going back to the pain points that we talked about before and getting agreement that like, yeah, the old way of doing things is, is pretty broken and is causing you a lot of pain. And then I think the third piece is really, you know, it's a pretty classic crossing the chasm situation where, you know, there's going to be people that are more open to adopting new ways of doing things. And that's really where we're finding the most success right now. They are often working for other startups in the tech space. They're comfortable trying new things and learning new things and thinking about things in different ways. 
And so you start there and then you build that really strong customer base. And yes, at some point we're going to have to, you know, cross the chasm to folks that have been a CFO for, you know, a couple decades and really want to do things a certain way. And we've got to figure out how we're going to appeal to that audience, which might be a slightly different message. But by then you've got a pretty healthy customer base that helps people ensure that your product is actually good. People are actually using it. They're telling you that it's good and the company is big and stable and all of those things that people look for in a partner. Yeah. Yeah. All good. All good advice. Okay. So kind of final thoughts, what would be your advice for marketing leaders, marketing teams that are in a similar position to yours, doing something really new and having to overcome that resistance to new things? If you're, if you're just starting out on that journey, what's the most crucial first step in your opinion? I think you just have to spend time with the buyer, whether that's your existing customer base or you're just meeting people that are in that role. Go find the communities they're in, find places, you know, conferences are coming back, attend the webinars that they're attending, get to know how they think about things, get to know the pain points again that you're going to be solving for because you can message really specifically to those get to know the places where those people go to get their information because that might be where you want to advertise or publish a, an ebook that explains this new way and things like that but just getting inside the mind of the customer is so so critical so you got to interview them you got to talk to them and just be very very curious yeah, I like that. I mean, there's no other way to do it, right? You just have to meet them where they are and and talk to them. And and not about you, but about them. Really have a real conversation. Right. Right. It has to be about them. The minute it becomes about you, they will sniff it out and walk away and shut down. So it's really important that it's it's about them and then you can figure out how to message about it later. Yeah, you have to put away the, the sales side of it a little bit and, and just be a human being and talk to another person and really connect with them, right? People respond to that. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nicole, thanks so much for a great conversation and, and all those insights. I think our listeners will really get a lot from this. Well, great. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.